podcast, Cinderella Chats. I'm your host, Cinderella Field. Yes, that's really my name. Along with your co-host, Sandy Hunter. We are so excited to be here to share some insight about life, love, and relationships. So let's get to it. Hey, Sandy. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Uh, That's a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) Already this morning. Here we go. Oh, well, I didn't wake up on the wrong side of the bed, not intentionally. Are you saying you have a little bit of negative Nancy? No, No? not at all. Hormonally, I may have awakened (laughs) on the wrong side of the bed. (laughs) So, I mean, I wanted to start out with, you know, yesterday we had a really interesting conversation. We did going down the road. I was in my car. She was uh, here, I think. And so we're going to discuss some things judging and accountability and some things that we thought you you might want to hear. Some things that you may find very uncomfortable, just warning. I mean, seriously. And some of it may be controversial. Right. Which is known to be. Yes. And you will see that how Sandy and I deal with things when we're not on the same page. <laughs> we, and you know what, listen, people, I think the, I think the great thing and what's missing in society is guess what? It's okay to disagree. God created us all different. We all have a different mindset. We all have our own way of thinking. And just cause you doesn't disagree doesn't mean that either one of you are wrong. I think it's about perception and it's about how we individually retrieve information and process it and where we stand on our religious belief. You know, everybody's different. So we were talking about judging. So we were talking about judging and what the Bible says and Uh, Sandy mentioned the word religiously. I prefer sometimes to call it spiritually because religion is totally different from spirituality and your relationship with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. I don't even know what got us into this conversation yesterday. Do you remember what prompted it? I think it was just we started on some situational thing about sometimes how we think we should sit in judgment of people. And sometimes I think that's kind of where we got off because I was like, okay, well, I know you say judgment, but in all retrospect, I, in my personal opinion, I think it's holding people accountable in everyday walks of life situationals, marriages, your coworker. I mean, I've had some things that have been going on at work that I think people need to be held accountable for. And for definition, let's just, let me say this. This is a definition that I came up with. I thought was really good. Judging is condemning a person for their sin and looking down on them for their lowly position. Whereas with accountability, you see a brother or sister sinning, you point out their sin and love and help guide them towards the right path. 
because you know the path they are going down is harmful. And usually when that happens, the Bible tells us, you know, if you can't get that person to see that, that error, to go and grab a few more people, a few more of your Christian friends and say, hey, we're just trying to be helpful here. Whereas to me, judging is in my only, my, and keep in mind, people, this is just my opinion, my opinion only. I need to run a little disclaimer here. God judges, but you can. God, God condemns ultimately. Yeah, absolutely. And that's his only right. Absolutely. So that's kind of where we were going with the conversation yesterday. And it's kind of hard because when you're looking to hold people accountable, you can't play favorites, can't let some people slide and some others. And that's kind of the thing that I've had a, a seen and experienced at work. Almost like it's okay for some people and not okay for others. Because I think when you do that, if you let one person ignore their accountabilities, then that kind of opens the door for others to, to say, to be selectively accountable to. Does that make sense? You understand what I'm saying? But how do you do that? But how do you do that? Just holding them accountable? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, how do you, this is my question that I was going to ask. How do you do that without making a judgment? I mean, about, and, and this is what, this is another thing that Jesus says, and it's in John 7, 24. Mm-hmm. Let me look it up again. Jesus' concern became apparent when he says, do not judge according to appearance but judge with righteous judgment. So I went into, you know, a com- when we were having this conversation, what Tony Evans says about judgment and his analogy for proving that we must judge certain circumstances, but we are never to condemn an ultimate judgment. That is God's place. Right. And there's a difference. Mm-hmm. So and, and he uses a mild situation. I'd rather use something more mm, forceful that causes you to really take a look and go, wait a second. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he said, if your daughter, you're 16, I think he, you know, I'm not, I don't remember exactly how he says it, but I will find it and then I will play it. And it might even be in this podcast itself. But he talks about if your daughter has a date and, you know, she's young, maybe 16 years old, and you've heard this boy has roaming hands. Right. Okay. And that he's been known to hang out with people that might smoke pot a lot. So do you say to yourself as a father, because it is your responsibility to protect your daughter until she's married and out of your home. And even after that, Tony believes, Tony Evans believes that, you know, he had many conversations with the husbands of his daughters before they got married. And even during, I think, you know, their marriage that he talks about this stuff with them and what their responsibilities are as husbands. He's really big into kingdom men. Okay. So he says, do you not make a judgment and say, well, hold on for just a second. Do I let my daughter do this? Do I, you know, I can only imagine what would go through a father's head or do I just have a conversation when he comes here 
and then I see what he's like. And Jesus just said to the Pharisees, because Mm -hmm. that's where he was at that point. And he, he says not to judge according to appearance. And you have to be really careful about things that you hear because they're not always true. Right. So, I mean, it comes down to a very... It's a fine line. No, it's, 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 it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's not even... I, I don't even know what kind of line you would call it. Well, you're holding... For me in that scenario, and I think we talked about this yesterday. So here's my daughter. She's wanting to go out with this one young man. You've heard these things about them. And all you can do is, to me, is... Not in order not to judge the kid, because you don't want it to me. I wouldn't just put my foot down and say, no, he's did all these things and you're not going. That's not necessarily how I'd look at it, but I would look at the consequences of the actions he's obviously down the line had. And had he gotten trouble for doing these things to other girls before kind of holding his actions accountable and then making my decision off that. I'm not going to just tell somebody you did all of these things and I'm judging you for it. And so in my judgment, I'm sitting in judgment over you and the actions that you've done that I haven't seen that I'm just going off of hearsay. I, I don't, to me, that's just not a place. Now I can protect my daughter by saying, okay, these are the things he's supposedly done. And to hold him accountable for it, you know, maybe there needs to be a discussion with the young person. Maybe there needs to be a discussion with this young man when he comes in. Maybe you talk to him and kind of hold him accountable and say, okay, you want to take my daughter out and hear are things I've heard, but not judging you. Can you explain to me why people would be saying these things? Can you explain to me why people think these things of you? Because I've got my daughter's best interests happening here. And if you can't give me good answers and you can't be accountable for your actions, I'm definitely not letting my daughter get in the car with you if I think you're just going to be an octopus with eight hands. You know, I think there's just, and I think it's situational, you know, I just, I just know we can't sit in judgment and condemn somebody like you said. That makes sense? Sort of. But at some point we have to, if we're going to hold someone accountable, I don't know how, I mean, we can use the word discernment. We can use the word judgment because that's another thing that words have. They well, have synonyms you, that are you similar, you know, word judgment to me, when you use the word judge, when you, I, I picture a judge who's sitting above in a courtroom that's looking down like our normal courtroom sets, most judges are always, their bench is always up higher than everything else. Well, of course, because they're in charge. Okay. So when I think of that, I think, okay, uh, you're judging all of these people that come through your courtroom. Mm -hmm. And what happens when that does? You have two attorneys. They're usually pleading for this individual and they're giving reasons why this person should do attorneys lie. Well, Really? Do attorneys lie? We don't have time for that right, right now. You know, and I both know that they do. Yes. But it, that's what I see. It. When I hear the word judging, I think, okay, well, that's putting myself above somebody and looking down on them. And it, it kind of implies that you hold yourself above them 
And I don't, that's the difference. And that's my hang up. That's where I'm at on it. I don't feel like I have the right to sit upon my throne and judge people. That's how come when I look at it, I think, okay, well, if someone, I wouldn't want someone doing that to me, but if someone came up to me and said, listen, you did this, 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 and this, can you tell me why? To me, that's holding me accountable. You see what I'm saying? Because it's factual. You're giving me the facts. You're presenting them to me. You're saying, you did this to me, you know, blah, 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 blah. Give me a reason why. I mean, I'm not thinking that person's judging me. They're just sitting here going, you did A, B, C, D, and E. Can you explain? You know? Do you think that person's going to tell you the truth? I mean, you never know about that. But I mean, this begs for the question, what I just read to you, do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. John 7, 24. Well, even when you hear the word righteous, it's like, what right do you have to be righteous? And I told you yesterday on the conversation, and I think you've heard the recording where I was accused of sitting in the seat of judgment. Right. Okay. Well, how do you set boundaries without judging a situation when you know that this person, you have factual proof that this person has done these things? Okay. You still have to make some sort of determination. Maybe determination is a right call. Yeah, but this is the, okay, but this is the thing. This is what people get so upset with. And this is what, I mean, it just begs for me to ask this question and this question, because I can point other scriptures out that say that we are to judge. So people get so offended these days. Of what? By words. No, I mean, no, I'm not one offended by words. I just don't like. And I'm not talking about you personally. I'm just talking about, I'm talking about just in general, Mm -hmm. they get so offended. So I end up thinking to myself, hmm, is the Bible real or not? Oh, the Bible's real. I mean, I think so. But I think, again, it comes down to How do you prove it? Well, how do you prove there's a God, Cinderella? Do you believe in God? Well, the only thing that you can. Of course I do. Okay. Well, then how do you prove that? (laughs) Because I'm not stupid enough to believe that we got here by ourselves. Oh, we're not coming from monkeys or aliens or anything like that? No. And the big bang theory doesn't work for me. I mean, it just didn't go. And then creation was created. Well, you talk to your archaeologists and your paleontologists and they'll say, well, then we've, where does Cro-Magnon man come into place in Dorella? You know what I mean? You- I don't know. There are a lot of people that say that though. I mean, it depends on your belief system. Mm-hmm. And so exactly how, right there. Okay. Well, it depends on how, yes, but here's another thing. Mm-hmm. Does somebody have to be right? No, I don't think so. I think right is how you perceive it. I think your definition of right on things and my definition of right on things can be different. Or how about let's use the word correct, because correct. that's a better word. It is correct. I mean, come on. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If a person hears right, then they go, oh, well, I'm going to prove that I'm right and you're wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where you go. Yeah. Because okay. That, and right. it's usually defending a person's self because within them, they have something that all of a sudden feels like condemnation. 
Absolutely. Okay. And that's be, what people don't want to yeah, admit to. Yeah, absolutely. No one wants to be condemned and thinking that they're wrong or what they've done. And the feeling of being wrong is that way. But it's okay. You're not always going to be right. It's not always going to be your way of thinking is the correct way. Again, that's why I go back and say, I don't want to judge anybody on the things that they say or the beliefs that they have because somewhere in their life path has caused them, whether it be the Holy Spirit or, or worldly situations have caused them to believe the way they do. But when they believe, when you hear a brother and sister who are in Christ and you hear some of the things that they're saying, and you know, within your heart, the whole, your, your spirit man jumps and you know that the belief that they have is wrong. You should be able to address it with them factually and say, okay, accountability wise, what you're saying is going to cause somebody to stumble. So let me help you out here. Okay. Let me help you out. Perfect example. I had an uncle who used to preach, had a following, huge following, and he would smoke pot before he preached because in Genesis, it says, take upon the herbs of the earth. Well, is the Bible true or is it not true? So he's taking upon the herbs of the earth and smoking pot and then preaching. But that's okay because his perception, that's his perception. That's his perception. That's not okay, Sandy. That's why I'm saying that's where I go to. Is the Bible real or not? Is the word of God? Is adultery okay? No. Is murder okay? No. Well, according to someone's perception, it might be. That's what And I'm are saying. we not supposed to judge that? Are you not going to Are you going to open the door to you a murderer? You have somebody that murders somebody. Wait a minute. Somebody? Are you going to open a, the door to a murderer? If they've been forgiven and they're not in prison anymore, yes. No. Are you going to op- I'm not going to. If they've murdered somebody, they've served their time. Are you going to open the door to a rapist? I mean, you're talking to people who are Christians now that are preaching that have paths like that, that come from things that are in their background that have been felonies and all kinds of things. And we have pastors in the pulpit that aren't telling the truth. And what does it say in Revelation? Do not add to or take away from my word. Right. So. Guess what? Is the Bible real or not? Mm -hmm. Okay, then there are people that are, and it says in scripture that the people, the shepherds will be held accountable for what they've been teaching their flocks. Exactly. Where do you go with that? Well, I mean, it, it is what it is. That's what I'm saying. It's just really about the way people believe. And it's, it's crazy to think that. Then the people are right. No. Are you right? I have no idea because I can tell you this. Are you? I don't know. Okay. Then how can we sit here and come to some sort of conclusion? Right. It doesn't mean just because you think something Mm -hmm. that is correct. Right. But I just know what I believe. My, my, my part is I'm not going to stand and say, Cinderella, your belief is wrong. And I'm not going to stand and say anyone else's belief is wrong. But if I know in my heart, it's something that. I can approach somebody with, with facts and say, okay, this is what I think is, should be done in this situation. That's just accountability. I think, yes, obviously the land's judged. Obviously the things in this world are judged, but I just refuse to sit upon that throne and look down at, look down on people. I'm not going to do that. I mean, that's just how I feel. 
I'm not going against what the Bible says, not going against what scripture says. I'm just saying the way I perceive judgment is going off on how I perceive talking with people because Christ said, you know, above all things love. Well, if you know, and that is just words right out of his mouth, but I'm, if I'm talking to somebody and I know they're hanging on the edge here, I'm definitely not going to go down their list of wrongs and judge them to push them on over. I'd want to pull them back in love, hold them in accountability. And that's all, that's just the way I believe. So in Proverbs, it tells you to be really careful who you associate with, right? Right. Why? Bad company corrupts. Okay. So how do you come to that determination without judging it? You don't. You buy people's actions. I mean, you can see what people do. You can see what things are going on around you. God, I would hope people would be able to differentiate and listen to the, your inner Holy Spirit and know you know, to stay away from things that, you know, aren't right for you. Well, I think what people really get caught up in is this verse. Do not judge or you too will be judged. Right. For in the same way that you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye, Mm -hmm. when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? Big tree, big tree. You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eyes. So it says to stop doing what you're doing if it's wrong, if you're accusing Mm -hmm. that person, and there you go with the judgment and then the word accuse. I I mean, most of the time, these people hang out with each other. And so they just accept Mm -hmm. what the other one's doing because, I mean, for God's sakes, they've been there before. Doesn't make it right. No. So do not give. And then it says, and this is where maybe a person that has a pure heart would be. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and tear you to pieces. I mean, that's why I'm saying that the word of God gives us, it's a guidebook Mm -hmm. in my opinion. And it tells us what we should do as we journey through this obstacle of life. Right. But I do think that we've gotten to the point in society, church is very different and society is very different of when I was growing up because somebody would call somebody out. Mm -hmm. So then you look at the scripture of Matthew and you go to, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Okay. Right. If he listens to you, you you've gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established, charge, did you hear that? May be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. Well, how many times do you see that happen? Well, it should. But how many times have you seen it happen? I mean, you were... I've seen it happen several times. 
You have? Yeah. I've seen it happen only once. Well, that's the difference from being a pastor in 20 years and you're not. Well, I was in ministry for more than 10 years and around that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that just doesn't happen, especially it, it just doesn't because people are so afraid of not being liked, right. of being looked at like they stand in the seat of judgment. And then I think about judges in the courtroom. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, my situation, oh, Did the judge make the right assessment with what he assumed happened based on the testimonies from the other side. Did your attorneys give the right information to the judge to help him further that? But that's what I'm saying. You can't trust what goes on in a courtroom either. You can't. I'm just saying it's, there's, could be lines drawn everywhere. And it just seems like as humans, people just, they make mistakes, horrible mistakes. Mm. Um, And some of them get punished for it. And then some of them don't. Tell me why that is. That's a God question. Can't help you with that. I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to try. Maybe that's because someone didn't hold them accountable. Because don't you think if people hold people accountable like they're supposed to, they probably wouldn't do that so much because pretty soon it would get around town within their sphere of influence that that person, you probably better not hang out with them or you might get hurt in some way. One would think. So it is, it is accountability. What I read in here was accountability is often thought to be the same thing as being judgmental. However, it is not Webster dictionary defines accountability as an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions. Judgmental is defined as a tendency to judge harshly, kind of like somebody that has an addiction. I've have been a, I was a sponsor a couple times for two people that came out of an addiction program and they falter. They slip, went back, took a drink, did drugs, came back and <clears throat> spoke with me and said, you know, I failed. I did this. I did that. Well, here's my thing. At that moment in time, I had two choices. I could either say, Shame on you. You did this and you knew what the consequences were going to be. And here's your consequence. Now, I don't feel sorry for you. You did this. This is where you're at now. And I don't know how to help you at this point. To me, that's my reaction of being judgmental. Accountability is to say, okay, well, listen, you faltered, you slid backwards, but I'm going to hold you accountable for the simple fact that. You wanted me to tell you factually when you messed up that you wanted words of encouragement. You knew in the back of your mind that this would probably help. So you chose me to be the person to hold you accountable. So I'm holding you accountable. Where are you going to go from here? What are you going to do from here? I'm reaching out to you in love, not judgment. But if you want me to be your accountability partner, then you're going to have to give me something to show that. You're trying and that this is not going to happen again. You see, I mean, there's a fine line of, and you just have as a person, in my opinion, because of what Christ says, I choose to just take the love route and do the accountability. 
Do Are there people there that probably need to have harsher words with? I think it's situational. You know, I think there is. Definition says, you know, what that I just read, you know, judging harshly. Well, if it's somebody that uh, just uh, keeps being a repeat, 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 repeat offender, I mean, eventually that person's going to end up in a courtroom with a judge. And yeah, a judge is going to judge. Them. I ended up in a courtroom with a judge and right. was misjudged entirely. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get it. Mm-hmm. So. At the hands of other people. And okay. So, and at the hands, I mean, I know for a fact that a couple of them are absolute atheist. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it doesn't, and, and, and the guy in our case, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a deacon at his church. Shame, huh? Uh-huh. So, I mean, it's just like, really? And then, I, I mean, that's why it's so important to make judgments, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because there are a bunch of hypocrites running around out there. And you can usually tell doesn't matter what kind of scriptures are put up on Instagram or Facebook mm-hmm. or in a group of those people at church. If they walk their talk, you're more able to trust them. If you see them say one thing, but do another, mm-hmm. mm, I'd be very leery about that. So people can say that, oh my gosh, she's judging me. Well, I'm protecting myself. And does God not say to protect ourselves? He does. The word of God says to protect ourselves. And I mean, what about Jesus going into the temple and overturning all the tables and his righteous anger over the sin that was going on inside the temple? Oh, yeah. Gambling in church, not a good thing. Right. Well, and collecting, you know taxes and all the stuff that the other people were doing, taking advantage of the other citizens, that's not right either. So at some point, what are we supposed to do? Just go run all over me? And just like I said before, I think that is the reason that we are where we are in the church as a society with our morals buried more than six feet deep. And I don't know how we're going to dig them back up. Mm -hmm. because. Oh, we're just supposed to love, love, love. Well, first of all, it's God's place to give grace and mercy. I mean, it's in Romans. I don't understand what you're trying to say. Well, I mean, we have to be so careful about everything that we do. So, and that's what I do. Have you ever heard me? I mean, you know my situation. Do I judge that person? I think it's, what do you mean? Do you judge that person? Well, do I judge that person for what has happened or what, you know, the the things that I went through? Do I judge them or blame them? I take responsibility for my portion in it. Right. But I'm going to take care of myself and set boundaries. Well, sure. I mean, why wouldn't you? I know you. You're going to set your boundaries. Mm -hmm. But going back to, let me ask you this. So when Christ says above all things love, do you think that? knocks everything out. I mean, do you think in every situation that the greatest, when he says the greatest of these is love. So when we're walking and talking and loving like Christ, do you think 
What do you think Christ's definition of judging would be? I think that you can love someone and judge them at the same time. So, because I do with my, I mean, I raise children. Well, yeah, so have I. And many so, children. I mean, sometimes I had to make judgments about their behavior, but I love them at the same time. Well, sure. And then sometimes I had to give them consequences or teach them in another way mm-hmm. to do something different, but it would, de- it would depend upon what number that was that I caught them doing something. Right. You so see what, what I'm saying? You, so what you say, I, I feel the same thing other than the, the word, I didn't judge them. I held them accountable. So, I mean, it's to me about the same thing. I mean. Well, I think that you have to make a judgment to hold someone accountable because you have to judge evidence that you see or that you have in front of you in order to. Are you basically it's just a word term. It's just an adjective. A descriptive adjective is what you're saying. So you're judging. I'm making an assessment. I mean, there's synonyms to these words, but if you put in, you know, an assessment, you're going to see probably judging as well. So that's what I'm saying. It's a word thing that people get caught up in Mm -hmm. and people will take scripture out of context. They do it all the time. So that's why, I mean, I'm sorry. Did I not read scripture that said Jesus said to judge? Yeah, but did you read on in what factor? I mean, is he saying, well, if I'm judging you, then my word is when you judge people, are you the one to sit there and judge and condemn and offer the consequence? Is that, I mean, because to me, judging, that's what that is. That doesn't make it correct, though. I'm just saying. It's a way, it's a different way of thinking. It's a different way of how you perceive things is what it comes down to. Well, then... That just like I go back and I say, is adultery okay? Is murder okay? Is rape okay? If that person that is committing that crime or that sin thinks it's okay, then that's okay. Okay. When I hear that, that's what I hear. Right. So if a guy that's put in jail and he's killed somebody, I mean, outright just killed somebody and he serves his time of 35 years and he gets out on the street. And he finds his connection with God and he gets saved and he becomes a preacher. I mean, do we trust in the words that he's saying because he's killed in his past? Cautiously. Okay. And I think that we should do that with everything, not just someone that's been in prison. Why would you say Not just someone that's been in prison, Sandy. Well, I get it. But I'm just saying, what do you say cautiously for if he's been forgiven and he's now a preacher and preaching God's work? Because if he's put into the same situation that caused him to do that before, I mean, what triggered him to do that to begin with? You know what I'm saying? But then I go back and think, "Mm, well, God slaughtered armies. God slaughtered many. So do we trust God with caution? I don't know. That's why I asked you, is the Bible real or not? That's what I'm saying. We can take it and pick it apart. and But that's what people do today. And they use it. scripture to yes. make excuses for their behavior. Absolutely. I will not waver on that. No, I will not. I totally, because I've seen it happen. Well, I've experienced it saying, in my own life. And I'm life. not saying that you should yeah. waver on it because I feel the same way. People twist things. They get things and put it in a situation that makes it work for them. I get that. 
But do you not think an addict's mind, do you know what an addict thinks about? Well, I've never been an addict. So no, Their I own can't. Pl- well, I, I can't was involved in. Well, I had an a recovery dad. So yeah, I mean, I, I've seen an addict in, in motion. Mm-hmm. But I've never been in an addict's mind, so I can't tell you exactly what they think about. Well, I have someone that's very honest about it, Mm -hmm. and they will tell you, and it's not the person that I spent many years with, okay? Right. It's another person. And that other person was a nurse and lost her nursing license because of it, okay? And she will tell you that an addict thinks about just what an addict wants. And they will lie all day long. So that's why I say that you have to do things cautiously. Mm-hmm. If a person has proven, I mean, how does a person get out of prison? Do well, they just give them the, the thing, do though. they just go, okay, you can go now? She's an addict in her own world. And that's very. That's, well, she's not an addict anymore. Well, I'm just saying that's a huge statement to make when she doesn't, she could speak for herself. She can't speak for all addicts because you don't know how all addicts think. So you can't just run off exactly what she says. That's good for her and her situation. That's why I'm saying it's all situational. You could find addicts that have been completely healed from that. Miraculously never have thoughts like that. You well, know what, what, I mean? what do you think the percentages are on that? I don't know, but you can't tell me that they're not out there because I know of people. I mean, I've, witness things in my years of pastoring. I know of people that had addictions and God just removed that from their life. And those thoughts and the processes were all completely deleted. You're going to say it is a miracle or not a miracle. I mean, here we are again. It's a factual of belief, what you believe. And each individual has their own beliefs. Well, this is what I would say. I don't live behind closed doors with those people, so I don't know what goes on. Absolutely. So I cannot ever say conclusively that that person is still not doing some of the behaviors that they did before. And I can say the same thing. I Mm -hmm. mean, we don't know. We have no clue. Just like you and I were talking about this morning about, okay, so we have this many books in the Bible, but where are the other books? We know they're there. We know there's more scrolls. What do those scrolls contain? Right. And why, why is why the book of these, Enoch not there? Why were these Bibles, why were these parts of the Bibles the only, the only books chosen? That's a good question. I mean, who were they chosen by? I don't know. Okay. Who wrote the Bible? Well, we know the humans. King, well, we know the man wrote Bible, but we know the King James Version. And then you would think back to <laughs> how many versions do we have now? Which version um, do you believe? You have a degree in communications. You do. King James, you know what I mean? Because that's what I was raised on. That's what I was raised on. However, I like the NIV because it's a lot easier to understand. Well, it's a lot easier to read. Of course it is. Right. But when you go to all these other U versions of the Bible, it's just like, oh my gosh, which one do you believe? And if you don't understand, if you cherry pick a scripture, mm-hmm. okay, like God will give you the desires of your heart if you just believe in him. I'm sorry, what? Really? He will give you the desires of your heart? Do you know how many people have gone into a pastor's office and saying, okay, I'm having an affair, but I'm in love with him or I'm in love with her? Are you kidding me? God has given me the desire of my heart. 
Really? I'm sorry. I don't think that God wants to destroy marriages. Perception. That's what goes back. But to. perceptions are not correct. They're simply it, perceptions. Exactly. And okay, everybody's well, got them. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> to one person, they may be justified. Just like my uncle. I'm going to preach high. <laughs> well, just like a person that murders somebody because that person did something that they didn't like to somebody else that they love very much that harmed them. Right. And they murdered them. So in their head, they're right about murdering them. Exactly. That's wrong. Exactly. Did you hear what I said? I just made a judgment. Yeah. That's wrong. It is. So I guess people can start calling me Miss Judgment. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> so funny because you can take this like 50,000 different ways. You really can. And that's the problem. And it all comes down to the way God created us. He gave us a mind. He could, he could create it in an earth full of angels. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where do we live? But he gave us minds to mm. of our own to mm. figure things out. Mm. And where do we live? What do you mean? Where do we live? Where do we live? Do we live on earth or in heaven with him? Well, we live on earth. Okay. Who rules earth? Satan. Thank you. That's all I'm going to say. And now you can call me the church lady. <laughs> <laughs> this has been great fun and great talk. Yes, it has. And as you can see, we don't agree on everything <laughs> at all, but we still love each other. Absolutely. And we love the Lord. We love the Lord. Yes, I love the Lord very much. Mm -hmm. And I reverently fear him. And that's some of the reasons that I live the way that I do. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And you can call me Miss Goody Two Shoes. <laughs> and on that note... It's been wonderful yes. to see you and wonderful to have this discussion and open it up for our listeners out there. We would love to hear you. Go to the website. Let us subscribe, know what you think. Subscribe. Please let us know your thoughts about this Absolutely. because we would love to hear them. And I promise not to judge them too harshly. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, Cinderella Chats, life, love, and relationships. Until next time. If you enjoyed the show today, share it with your friends so they can listen in to our conversations about life, love, and relationships. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cinderella Chats, the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. We look forward to our Tuesdays together and know you will too.